0: Welcome, welcome, welcome in to the Mostly Manly Show. I am your host, Brad Manly. If you came looking for somebody else, you came to the wrong place, so you're going to have to deal with me. How is everybody? Look at this. Stop the presses. Brad Manly is back in action two straight weeks, ladies and gentlemen, two straight weeks. So either it's a gift or somebody who listens and doesn't like it thinks it's a curse, but I like it, so we're going to keep moving forward. How is everybody? I had a pretty decent week this week. I got to uh, talk to my mom. I got to get outside a few times. Pretty nice out. Weather's getting, I don't know, it's wanting to be spring, but it's Oklahoma and the wind is blowing like 3,000 miles an hour. Honest to goodness. My, uh, I have a, if you know the show or you pay attention to the show or you pay attention to us on Facebook, I have the two dogs. The one's a basset mix. Um, now, my Pitbull Mix girl is a badass and loves the what she go outside pretty much no matter what. As long as it's not raining, raining, she'll go outside. But the wind doesn't really bother her. The cold doesn't bother her. She loves to go lay outside, lay in the sun, uh, all that. If it's windy, my basset has a little bit of a freak out. And it kind of makes me chuckle because we have a, a sliding glass doors in our kitchen. That's where I let them out. And so I open the door to let the dogs out. And Otis is the Basset. He'll run and stand in the doghouse that's out there. And let's rewind. As everybody knows, my dogs are live in the house with us. Um, they go outside to do their biz and, you know, chill out in the sunshine. But they don't live outside. There's a doghouse because we had a neighbor who was moving. And <laughs> apparently it would be easier to toss the doghouse. And it's a nice one he built over into our yard then take it with him, so we inherited a doghouse. So what Otis does is he'll run out and stand in the doghouse when it's windy. Now, the other day, it made me laugh because I left the door open, you know, wide enough for them to come right back in if need be, and Otis ran out and stood in the doghouse, which I have to tell you is about 10 feet away from the door. And then he turned around with his head out and he could see that my door was open, that our door in the kitchen was open. He could come right back in the house if he so chose, but still he stood out there in the doghouse with his ears down, like he was miserable. So he is uh, my four-legged, he's a way bigger drama queen than my female dog. He is an absolute, he's a mess. Uh, But we got it hammered out. We got hammered out. I got to, Pay attention, watch, slash, listen to a couple of my uh, Chicago Blackhawks games. Now, I have to say this. I've been paying attention to Blackhawks games most of my life. And for that entire time, we've had uh, Pat Foley, a gentleman named Pat Foley, has done the um, play-by-play, either on radio or television, sometimes both. At the same time, for a long time, he did that, and this is his last season. And um, he, re- I guess, this coming Thursday, I don't even know what the date'll be. Uh, heck, today's one. Well, huh? I think it's April fourteenth. Will so be his last game of in the. I think he announced for forty years for the Blackhawks or something. Just fantastic like that, and uh, he. On the game, the, la- the game he did last night, his old partner came and uh, sat with him and did the color commentary, you know, the analyst role, the other guy, not the guy talking constantly, the guy to fill in when the play by play guy needs to take a breath or get a drink of water or something like that. So that was kind of touching. And the great part is they laughed throughout most of the game, um, just going back and forth. You know, and enjoying each other's company, and it was just—it was just cool to see. Uh, now, Pat Foley has is obviously has been my my contact to the the world of professional hockey for all this time because his it's his voice when I think of a player, it's his voice. You know, adding color, giving life to whatever that player did. Uh, you know, for me, if he we talk about a certain. Goalie, I can hear pets yelling out his name, making a great save, or you know, guys scoring goals, or older players fighting. You know, they don't do that as much anymore. They used to be, it was a big deal. Um, but it's incredible. I mean, hockey announcers and Pat specifically, but all hockey announcers, I think they do instant excitement better than any other person on the planet. I mean, you know, Pat would be talking to uh Dale was his longtime partner that came back last night but I recall that they'd be talking about something else um you know of uh, a player oh you know uh Eddie turned an ankle or Eddie uh busted his foot he's gonna be out six weeks there's a shot on goal and that's exact and then back to the conversation about the guy hurting his foot and I thought that it it would be so great if say your dad was a a hockey announcer and he could not ever leave that persona. You know what I mean? He couldn't ever be just a normal Joe. Like he couldn't sit around and talk or, you know, if he's watching TV if he's like watching, say he's watching a a golf tournament, he's like, oh, there's a putt that almost went in the hole. You know, gets all excited and does, because he can't turn it off. And then I'm thinking the fun to me, because they do that instant excitement, It'd be great if, say, your dad was, I don't know, like driving, now everybody flies, but driving on like a, a road trip, taking the whole family on vacation, in, you know, in the old station wagon or something. And he, you know, one of the boys, the kids in the back seat, tell him, Dad, I'm hungry. Can we stop for something to eat? And then the dad, you know, he's like, man, looks like Ted's hungry. Getting off the expressway. There's an Arby's! No, he doesn't want that. Still looking. Now here's the subway. No, still looking. It's Burger King. Yes, he wants a Whopper. I mean, that makes me laugh. It. it I mean, especially makes me laugh because I've heard Pat do that kind of thing. Um, I mean, the biggest issue would be as if it was, you know, a daughter that said they were hungry because Pat would run out of breath before the girl ever picked someplace to eat. We'll be back. And we are back. Sorry about that dead air. Obviously, I'm a recording professional. Um, Glad you came back with me. I am right now. Actually, I'm trying to get the engineering dogs out of the studio because the one wants to come in here and be on camera, be on camera, be on microphone. He probably would, too. He's a mess. Um, So I'm uh, in looking for things to talk about on the show. I realized that one of the things that always has made me laugh, I don't know if it's laugh or it's sad or what it is, but it's peculiar for sure. One of the things that has always made me weird out a little bit is the fact that we pick out, like if you go to a seafood restaurant, Red Lobster I know always, you could pick out the live lobster that you wanted for dinner. Now, to me, that seems a bit crazy for both us and the lobster. The lobsters, and they're looking like, oh God. Hopefully, I look terrible. Here comes a guy, you know, and then they pick your the one that was right next to you, and the lobster's like, whew, so freaking close!" But we don't, uh, we don't do that like to other animals. Can you imagine that? You go out, and you <laughs> like, if you drive through Chick Fil A, you're like, "Yeah, I'll have the uh, chicken sandwich," like. All right, we're going to need you to pull around to window 2 and take your pick from four chickens that we have holding here. That doesn't happen. That's crazy. What or worse like um what where do people go? Buffalo Wild Wings. Can you imagine that? We we'll have the party size garlic parmesan wings. All right, well you're going to have to go out back and pick out 25 chickens then. Would people eat them if they had to pick out 25 chickens would they have that many wings or would they be like, "Nah, maybe I'll just have just the uh, chicken sandwich, because then you need to pick out one. I don't know. I mean, I, and I am no kind of vegetarian. I'm just not, I mean, I'm not ever going to apologize for being at the top of the food chain. That's just where, that's just where I am. I know it's terrible, but that's just where I am. McDonald's filet of fish. They're like, go pick a fish out. You fish for it yourself, like in the fish pond, you know, like when you're a Cub Scout or whatever, and they take you somewhere where all the or a Girl Scout or brownies or whatever they are, the littlest kids where they take them somewhere to fish and it's a stocked pond, you know, where they're almost guaranteed to catch fish, you know. And then <laughs> you just pull it out. You're like, oh, Billy, that's your filet of fish. Oh, sorry, he's got a hook in him. I don't want that one. Well, you're going to eat it because you caught him. Or, you know, cattle would be great too. You want a steak, go to Cattleman's Steakhouse and like, come out back here with me and you pick one and I'll take care of it for you. It's, it seems a strange God complex type of thing to go decide which which cow you're going to eat or pigs. Man, I'd like some bacon off of him and pork chops. You know, but what if you like 30 people, you know, 30 people are going to have, you know, uh, pork chops or whatever. Do they go out and have to choose, you know, the same pig or, you know, if they're going to have bacon and ham and pork, all different things. <laughs> they're like, we're going to choose the same pig. Or otherwise you have like 400 pounds of pig going to waste that's insane it is insane uh is there, I hope everybody's feeling good the weather I said is you know windy and blowing stuff around I've been feeling ofu a lot lately I've decided OFU stands ofU is for old fat and ugly you ever have that you ever have a morning when you're feeling a little bit ofu you walk in you have to sneak up on the mirror you know you flip the light on and you freak out because you feel like something's attacking you and you realize that's your hair. I've had that very thing happen. It's a bad, bad deal. It's a bad deal. So I'm starting to uh, get a few more uh, new listeners, which is always encouraging. You know, I just want, I want people to get the word out. I want people to be, to uh, think about, oh, maybe, you know, stop thinking about all the crappy stuff that's going on in the world and then maybe we can move forward with Mostly Manly because we're just talking about stuff that makes people smile, I think. And that's been my goal since the beginning. Um, I had a partner and we started a different podcast called I Have a Question, which I think you can still find on Anchor and Apple and Google and all that, where we'd ask mostly food-related questions because we were both in the food service industry and we would do that weekly. Um, And we started that show because all we ever heard at the time it was uh I guess it would have been twenty. Yes, because all we heard in the beginning of us doing that show was pandemic crap and political stuff, you know. And I am, I think I've said I'm a libertarian, so I'm right down the middle. I don't care. I don't care what you do, you know, as long as you don't care what I do. You know, don't hurt anybody else, just be a Mostly be a good human. And that's kind of been the slogan of the Mostly Manly Show is to to do better, to be better. Just be better to our fellow man. You know, you look somebody in the eye and, you know, be proud of the way you've treated them. Or, you know, at the end of the day, if you can be proud of the way you've acted or the way you've treated other people, I think that's really what we're what we need to do, because as a society, sometimes I think we are going right down the shitter pardon my French. Is shit or French? People always say, pardon my French. Is that the only word they cuss in? I mean, that's ridiculous. If if that was the case, I would learn French like a son of a gun tomorrow, probably. So what I want to do is I want to wish some, uh, I want to actually give some shout outs, but what I want to do is I have a new listener who has a birthday this week. My friend Carrie Jo has a birthday this week, and I want to wish her a very, very happy birthday. And I hope she gets everything she wants and she just has a great day. Everybody should have a great day on their birthday. Really, that should be like a a rule, right? You have to have a great day on your birthday. And if stuff's going to be shitty, then you get to cancel it and have your birthday the next day or the first good day available. Like it's on the calendar. Yeah, the 7th is supposed to be my birthday, but it looks like the weather sucks and the rents do. So what about the 10th? How does that look? Pencil that in for my birthday this year, the 10th. Looks like it's going to be 75 and sunny. Nice. Oh no, Sunday it's going to be 90. I can go to the beach. You know, it's like that. You change your birthday up to make it work for you. Um, well, I appreciate everyone like always. I I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you know people listening and hopefully trying to trying to smile right along with me. Um, but I want everybody to have a good week. Um, giving a shout out to my friend Tamra who's. Back at work, if you'll recall, oh, a month or two ago, um, I had two of my friends and myself all had a foot issue, but um, Tamara's back at work and proud of her. She's doing awesome. And hopefully things go well for her. And hopefully things go well for all of us. I'm planning a a trip to go see my mom and my brother in September with my boys. I'm very excited about it and I want to be healthier. so. I'm going to get healthier. Maybe everybody else will get healthy and we'll we'll roll that way. So I'm going to holler back at you again next week. I'm going to try to go for three weeks in a row. I appreciate everyone. And until I talk to you again, stay manly.